Welcome to episode 67 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes, usually. Tonight we've got something a little special as we look ahead to Avenging the Fallen in our endgame. I'm Ty, and you can find me never knowing how goddamn hot it is at SEATJK, and with me, as always, is Chris. Chris, where can we find you? Talking about the weather. You can find me at CD Villasenor on the Twitter, and I'm all about the weather. There's all kinds of good, good apps. I can get like the temperature anywhere now. You just shout it out in the house, like Alexa, where's the, what's the temperature? She tells you. Yeah, it's I don't have good. government listening devices in my home. I love having the government <laughs> listen to my boring ass life. <laughs> it's so good. Well, you can interact with the show on Twitter at Two on Three Pod, or hit us up via email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. This week, we've got a measuring contest in store for you. In yeah, segment one. That I'm going to lose. <laughs> You're going to lose? I'm going to lose. <laughs> well, if we're going to start measuring them, I'm going to lose. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a race to the bottom. <laughs> in segment one, we'll talk about the relative benefits of methods of measuring the external temperature. And in segment two, we'll, uh, we'll transition into a double segment featuring an Avengers and Villains bracket made by our own Villa Senor. What's up? I was trying to make a Villain Senor pun there and just came up lacking. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Oh, well. It, you tried. I, <laughs> at least you tried. And finally, we'll talk a little Master's Menu as we feast on the Champion's Dinner. Tonight, actually, right? Yeah, yeah they're eating, the, the, yeah, they're they're eating it up they're, right now. They're right now. Well, three hours they're, ago or whatever. Well, they're probably drunk by now. <laughs> Asleep, I would hope. Dejatwa is extra punny tonight, and I don't think anything else will surface in the OT, but you never know. As we get started, usually it's a non sequitur I begin with, but uh, given that we're going to talk about the temperature, I've decided that I'm upset that our banking industry doesn't see fit to tell us the time and temperature anymore. And I want to know if you've even noticed, let alone been dad enough to care about such a thing. That, you know, I'm definitely not dad enough to care, but you mentioned it. The second you mentioned it, I thought, you're right. Like, signage in general, I think that they're discouraging garish signage these days. It's true. That's true. No <laughs> so, and, and because all the buildings are built up to the sidewalk now, like, there's no... When I was a kid, the bank had a big lawn in front of it. <laughs> and so in that lawn, there was the big thing. And then, you know, does the, I don't think the school, the school will tell us the time, but I don't think they tell us the temperature in my neighborhood. Do you have like a school, like a middle school or something? Not something I drive by with any frequency that has the digital signage. Out yeah. here in the uh, the original suburbs, we're still on uh, sliding letters on a plastic board. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't gone digital, digital uh, yet? Here and there, here and there. But yeah, no, you're right. I They've completely disregarded the public sharing of that information because they know you have a phone. Well, I don't want to have to pull it out while I'm driving. <laughs> doesn't your <laughs> doesn't your car have the temperature? I can't trust that. <laughs> <laughs> if you let it sit in the sun too long, yeah, who knows? Like 112 degrees. You're like yeah, it's, it's a million degrees outside. Degrees. Yeah, you're melting. You're actively melting. <laughs> um, I'm now gonna have to look around for this. I miss it. I'm nostalgic for the bank sign with the time and the temperature because you used to get educated on the temperature. That was and that's why. It, so our first topic, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Fahrenheit and Celsius. Sure. And, okay. So, okay. I, you know what, what? Let's just get into it. Right. So <laughs> the bank used to tell me, hey, it's this temperature in Fahrenheit. This is the time. And then also, here's the temperature in Celsius. So I used Useless. to have like a working knowledge, though. <laughs> Useless. 
<laughs> I used to have, though, a working knowledge. I could speak to my Canadian friends about what temperature it was and speak in their language. Right. It does. So it, here's the thing with, with, with me and Celsius. First of all, I understand that all the scientific formulas are all built around the metric system, which is totally fine. Yeah, base and 10 fact, makes a lot of sense. It makes a ton of sense, and it makes and the scientists have all worked that stuff out. So I'm happy to figure out all these scientific things in Celsius. It makes perfect sense to me. However, when we're talking <laughs> about people chatting about air temperature, Celsius makes no sense. Celsius is a scale based on the temperature of water at sea level. Zero is freezing. A hundred is boiling. Yes. And so when you use the Celsius, when you use Celsius for regular temperatures, it doesn't, you know, you, you don't use any part of the scale. The, 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 the segments are too big. Like if you're dealing with Fahrenheit, it's like 100 is hot, 0 is really cold, and 50 is right in the middle. And you, you feel that. Like it's, it feels like it's, it's based on your comfort in terms of the air temperature whereas Celsius is built specifically for water. And yeah, so the to increments use it, are too small. Right, so Fahrenheit has smaller increments in between 0 and 100. That's what I mean, the reverse. I said the, I said the reverse of what I meant, which yeah. is that, the, yeah, the difference between 1 degree Celsius is, is a significant margin. Right, so if yeah. someone says, hey, it's 75 degrees out, you're saying it's warm, but it's three-quarters of the way to being hot as hell, right? It's, you're, you're, it aligns better with human comfort in air temperature. And Celsius, like, if you said, oh, it's it's 28, it's like, shit, I don't know. I mean, if it's water, I get it. You know, if it's 50 degrees, it's like halfway to boiling, which right. is like 106 degrees. But that's the that's the part that I always say, Fahrenheit is just a better measurement of air temperature and human comfort than Celsius is. Plus, it doesn't have some confusing dual name. Nobody's calling it Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> Farron Center great. But I get it. So if you're a scientist and you're doing scientific things, please use Celsius. It makes more sense to do that. But if we're talking about human comfort and air temperature, just get your arms around the Fahrenheit. It's totally fine. It's it, it's a great scale for that. Certainly. It's not we're not arguing inches to centimeters no. here. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a preference thing. Like miles, kilometers, all that shit to me is like whatever. Imperial distances don't make any sense. Yeah, when you go to Canada though, you gotta put your reading glasses on in the car, otherwise you can't see the speedometer. <laughs> right. But the uh but I get that. That 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 stuff's all fine. You can use Imperial or you know, just whatever your country's using is fine. But I'm telling you, I think for for human comfort for air temperature, just throw out the Celsius. It just doesn't make any sense. So where do Fahrenheit and Celsius rank on this list you sent me of a list of a ranking of a scale of scales? This is great. So if you're any kind of science nerd, people just make scales for stuff, which is awesome. And they always, they, sometimes they get people's names. Like we know these, the things we know, like the Richter scale. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, if someone said three point something on the Richter scale. I don't know what that feels like. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't have a, it's logarithmic, so it's weird. But we all know Richter scale is for earthquakes. I think you're yeah. familiar with the Kinsey scale. <laughs> of my, of my sexual fluidity. <laughs> I am, uh, I am low on the, on the, uh, on the Kinsey scale. I'm like a zero. That's not you know what I heard. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe perhaps. So if you're uh, if you're looking at the Kinsey scale, yeah, like a like a a, a point two five. but i was young and very much in love at the time so what's i want to know what incidentally homosexual means like oh well you know i tripped and fell (laughs) one predominantly heterosexual and only incidentally homosexual i think that's like i i kissed a i that's the Katy perry i kissed a girl okay kind of scenario and how about x what if you were x no sociosexual contacts or reactions. You're like I knew a guy in college scale. used to claim he was asexual. Yeah, yeah, he was a weirdo. <laughs> you went, did you go to school with Morrissey? Is that how you went to school? <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm uh. not quite that old, unfortunately. <laughs> the uh, but here's here's one that's uh, good. They have a Beaufort wind force scale. Okay, but but this is one so of the, the few I didn't read into. Right. So the Beaufort wind force scale is like a zero to twelve. So. Which is weird, because, I don't know. So one is smoke drifts with air. <laughs> That's light <laughs> air. And then you get down here to 10, which is storm, trees uprooted, damage to building. That's 10. Sure. 11 is violent storm. 12 is hurricane. But we already have a hurricane scale. So the Beaufort people are just filling in below, because the, the Sapphire Simpson hurricane wind scale starts at 74 miles an hour. Okay. <laughs> so they have to. So the sap, the Beaufort people get everything under seventy four miles an hour, really, because because <laughs> once we're into hurricane, we're into one, two, three, four, five, and five is. They might have to come up with six before this is all said and done. Because do you think meteorologists are like meeting to talk about the Beaufort scale like today? <laughs> it's you know it's a six. Large feels, branches are. Could you imagine if the people on TV were starting to use the Beaufort scale? Oh, today we're looking at about fives. Beaufort yeah. five, like a five on the Beaufort today. People I was be thinking like, that it, people it would be like, what the hell? Very appropriate for the masters to embrace the Beaufort scale to they display totally the wind should. speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're looking at we're looking at a four. We're looking at a Beaufort four. And they never explain it. They have to never no. tell you what it is. You no. have to look it up. They just it says Beaufort and the number up there. And you yeah. just have to find out what it is. <laughs> if you have to look this up, it's like shit. What's the Beaufort wind scale? Yeah. The uh, what's funny here's another funny one is the Mohs hardness scale. Oh, that's how I measure the strength of my erections. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, what's funny is um, like diamond being the hardest on the Mohs scale of hardness. It's minerals. Right. So I had a friend in um, college, my college roommate Bob, and Bob was a civil engineer. He is a civil engineer, graduated, brilliant man. Anyway, we were sitting around one night. Trying to think of an acronym for the Bose hardness, the Mohs hardness scale, okay. <laughs> and it's the guy can find a oh god I forget, and then so can diamonds. I don't know. It was just like this hilarious, this hilarious Mohs hardness scale. But it, you know, but if someone said you know it's it's about it's about a six, which is an orthoclase feldspar. <laughs> Sure, it's just like, a little, a little yeah, harder than appetite. Right, right, exactly. It's not quite quartz hard, but it's more like orthoclase. <laughs> yeah, if you have geologists in your life, you know, go for it. You know, to look up the uh, Mohs hardness scale, and uh, and go for it. The Bristol school stool scale, on the other hand. I don't see. Do we not want to talk about the Bristol the, school? It was, too, it was a bridge too far from me. <laughs> terrible. Well, people have to figure out. Doctors and medical professionals have to figure sure. out what your what your poo is like. Yeah. 
So we need the Bristol school, stool form scale. And uh, I like to I like to think of myself as like a three four, you know, when when days are good. <laughs> but but I've definitely been seven. <laughs> a four I think is always a little bit unnerving. It's like what's it's, going on? It's like a sausage or snake, <laughs> but smooth, smooth and soft. And soft. Uh, what you're, you're what, trying to shoot for a three to four there? Yeah, I think three to four is the healthy one, man. You don't want to be like number one, type one. No, <laughs> type one. Those are, we call those deer turds. <laughs> oh, you got the you got the rabbits going. You know what? <laughs> you don't want that. The one I really liked on this list was the uh, the Bogardus scale. What it's called? <laughs> the social distance scale. Oh, that's what it's yeah. The Bogardus social distance scale. <laughs> it goes it goes from one to uh, sixty, and the the. <laughs> the top is the best number one is would marry that's it that's a that's the highest social that's the closest social distance i would marry this person and then 60 is would debar them as competitors in my business <laughs> <laughs> and there's all kinds of stuff and you're like would decline to ride an automobile uh would play bridge or golf would dance with in public regularly would fi- so that's interesting because would forbid my children from playing with their children is friendlier than would dance with in public regularly and i gotta say i don't agree with this rating. Yeah. yeah uh yeah so yeah 22 is would debar from my neighborhood <laughs> um and then like uh 31 is would have their children attend segregated schools <laughs> it's like Good what Lord. what the hell Who's in that? But I love this. This is a good scale. It's really funny. Would take us guests on automobile trips made me laugh. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm know. friendly with people who I won't ride in a car with, so <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> anyway. Oh, there's our just our friends at uh, you know, Scoville units, you know, people who like to who are if you're into eating hot food or hot oh, sauce. Yeah. The Scoville the units are very good. And then of course there is the uh, the Stanford Binet Intelligence Scale, the IQ, which you know, a big whatever I'm, on that. I'm a borderline impaired or delayed, which is seventy <laughs> to seventy nine. So I'm gifted uh, and very advanced. I'm happy for myself. <laughs> very good. You I think the so- uh, the Wong Baker faces pain recognition scale was underrated on this list. Came uh, in at number seven. Mis- and I think it's really great. <laughs> yeah, they have to show this. To, I think they show this to kids. They show it to everyone. Do they show me? Yeah. I, They'll yeah, you go to the, ER, like go to the ER. If you go to the ER, they're going to ask you, one through ten. My soul is eight. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> answer you need to give me the most opioids you got. <laughs> what, right. what, what do I have to say to get you to yeah, prescribe me uh, oxy? I don't know. My body hurts. Please put some morphine inside of it. <laughs> All right, so, All right, for so segment yeah, two. yeah, enjoy, enjoy your scales. There, there, there are plenty of them, and uh, they got they got them for everything. Yeah, and we're about to make uh, one of our own. So you put together a Marvel heroes and villains bracket. So thank you so much for doing this. Um, I work very gonna, hard. <laughs> we're gonna work our way through it. We're gonna give ourselves uh, a double segment to get this done. So I think it's gonna take a while. Um, I will let you introduce it since you worked so hard to create it. But uh, let's measure the heroes. So here we are with um, Endgame coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, I thought it would be fun to do a a bracket where we um, make the Avengers and their villains punch each other, and who might win, and just Sounds saying, like a plan. yeah. So I just ranked 
two sides of the bracket, one through 16, and I'll go ahead and read the first bracket, the first, the left side of the bracket as we're looking at it. Okay. So the first matchup is 116, Iron Man versus Mantis. Then it's 9-8, Wasp versus Nebula. Then it's 5-12, Falcon versus Rocket Raccoon. And it's uh, 4 versus 13, Black Panther versus Hawkeye. 3-14, which is Groot versus Yondu. 6 versus 11, Gamora versus Drax in a Guardians of the Galaxy team um, battle. Uh, 3 versus 14, Captain Marvel versus Valkyrie. And 2 versus 15, Thor versus Ronan in a hammer battle. Hammer time. Nice. 1 versus 16, Iron Van versus Mantis. <laughs> I think Mantis gets squashed pretty hard here, although I think she's cute. If it's a solo battle, I don't think there's any chance for Mantis. I think she might have be able to catch Tony off guard with a little bit of a mind control situation early on, but he'll figure it out, and, and ultimately I don't, I don't think she can do much about it. Right, she's going to take a missile to the like chest, and it's going to be over. <laughs> Sounds bad. Yeah, it's bad. So I got an Iron Man there. Um, eight Nebula versus nine Wasp. This we'll was a through. tough one for me. Yeah, why is that? Um, I just wasn't sure how to rank it. I feel like the Ant-Man wasp powers are limited, but ultimately it really just depends on the stability of the suit. So I did end up picking wasp after some consideration. Um, and I'm also unclear on what Nebula is completely capable of. Uh, she's just pissed. I think that she's part robot makes it worse for her in this situation. Cause wasp yeah. get real small and like jack her up from the inside. All right. I like that. Um, in the next match, we have Falcon versus Rocket Raccoon. Falcon sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, well. He's just part of the. I don't have superpowers. I'm just a. I'm just a capable soldier with uh with a fly pack with a flying pack. It's not good. And Rocket Raccoon's just a capable soldier with a big gun. Except he's a raccoon, and he's wisecracking. It's true. He can sort of. He has a jetpack too, so he can also fly. I, th- I think the small I got, target. I think the small target wins. <laughs> I got raccoon going through here. Me too. Me too. It's All right. Five upsets. All right. <laughs> the um, the uh, number four Black Panther versus three Hawkeye. Wakanda forever, man. That suit. I'm sorry. It's just too and the much. juice. And the juice and the and the and the and the spirit of all of his ancestors versus Clint Barton. Guy he does have him. he does have ranged weapons though. <laughs> Let's see. Hawkeye has a bow and arrow. Let's, I mean, like regular guy with bow and arrow loses here pretty hard. That's one of the. Yeah, I agree. But that's that's one of my favorite running gags is where he he kind of keeps saying that about himself. Yeah, it's like a, I'm, I'm just, just some. A, yeah, I'm shooting arrows at aliens. Right. That's the that's the best part of is of the first Avengers movie. He's standing on top of that building, just clocking people, like just just downing aliens left and right, and then he just runs out of arrows. It's like, how about? It's a bummer. Get a gun. Can you can you can you have a sidearm? Maybe I don't know. Whatever. That's a guy who's committed to uh, committed to his uh, his deal. All right, number three, Groot versus fourteen Yondu. I like Yondu a lot. Me too. Now, if you put Yondu in a field, apparently with twelve thousand Reavers, <laughs> he kills them. He kills them in instantly. The Yaka Arrow is no no joke, dude. You that, thing watch is, out. that thing is that, that thing is the most OP weapon in all of Marvel. It has to be. But Groot is made of wood, and I we like Groot, and he can heal himself. Yes, and he's and super he duper strong. Immobilize Yondu also. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I got Groot going through here. Me too. All right. Drax, uh, six Gamora, 11 Drax. I've never seen Drax win a fight. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does get, he does get, he does get his ass whooped a lot. He tends to run in there and like, he's got two knives. He's just like this big guy with two knives. I don't know. He's fast. He has extremely good reflexes. Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of good things to say about Drax. No. It seems like mostly he's causing uh, problems. It's plus, Gamora. Yeah, plus Gamora's got the Final Fantasy sword. <laughs> right. And <laughs> she's... The cloud buster. And she's the adopted daughter of Thanos, so... Also unclear to me on what her actual powers is. It seems just sort of heightened abilities in general. Yeah. Hardy fighter. Yeah. Fast, strong. All right, number three, Captain Marvel 14 Valkyrie. Um... It's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is way OP. Captain, Captain Marvel is the, uh, the like, Super Saiyan of the Marvel Universe. I'm certainly not the first person to compare the Captain Marvel movie to Dragon Ball. <laughs> she basically lights her hair on fire and, and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. She's, she's, she's all Goku. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question here. Yeah, she's, she's way OP and she, she destroys Valkyrie in a walk. Although I do like drunk Tessa Thompson in that movie. Really <laughs> She's Ragnarok is perhaps at least one of my top three favorite Marvel movies. She's so. and she's she's a big part of that. Um, number two, Thor versus fifteen Ronan. I think Ronan with no Infinity Stone is pretty much going to get smashed in the face by Thor. Thor seems nigh unkillable. So yeah, especially at this point. Yeah, he's Ronan got, is cool though. He is. He's pretty badass, and he's in Captain Marvel. I know you didn't. You may, Not yet. I know I'll you didn't there. see Captain Marvel, but he's in it. And he's pretty. He's Lee Pace is awesome. He's always just yes, yeah. He's great. And uh, but Thor smashes his head in. All right, no let's doubt. let's let's cruise through the next parts of them. Perfect. All right, in the next round, Iron Man over Wasp. Uh, I'm gonna gonna stick with Iron Man here. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm sort of questioning my decision making given my logic about beating Nebula because of the ability to pick apart electronics but i think that iron man's gonna have some countermeasures in the suit that'll shut yeah. it down yeah there's a there's this great there's this great uh comic from the late 80s where tony is seized up in the suit and he only has so much time to live and actually ant-man has to enter into his suit and free him up no oh, like inner space yeah like it's, for... in, it's basically an inner space thing and there's a bunch of and of course there's a bunch of like defenses inside the suit that protect protect the suit from um you know, invasion by small device. things. Yeah, it's a good issue. Um, okay, uh, Rocket Raccoon, B- Black Panther. I got Black Panther going through here. I do as well. I just think the 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 escapability. He's gonna. I don't know. He's. I'm not really sure how this goes down. It just at some point, Black Panther drags him to the ground and and stabs his eyes out with the claws. Right. Vibranium suit. Also. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got Groot going over Gamora. Oh, see, this is our first disagreement. Oh, I thought Kamara might just hack Groot to pieces with that Cloudbuster sword. I'm just telling you, I think the Groot I can grow my arm like 40 feet in an instant makes him makes him plenty tough here. You might be right, but I think there's a chance that she can move fast enough to just keep the hacking away. Where Yandu didn't have the additional weapons to defend himself. Right. I think Gamora's lack of range weapon here is 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 hurting her. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel, Thor. This is a big. This is like this is a two three. This it is, is a big, an early this round a, matchup. This is an early round. I I got the God of Thunder going here. 
Really? Think, yeah, yeah. So I obviously don't have the context, and maybe that's why I was missing. Because to me, I feel like Captain Marvel is the most powerful being in that universe. She's close. I mean, that's the but but Thor. They've they've up leveled Thor quite a bit since you know Ragnarok, and then I mean he takes. I mean he pretty much he could have killed Thanos. He should have. He should like you should have hit me in the head, like yes. you know Storm. And plus he's got Stormbringer. I mean he's got Breaker, it, isn't it? Stormbreaker. Yeah. Yes, Stormbreaker. I prefer Mjolnir from aesthetics yes. point yeah, of view. Yeah, we do. I do so, too. I, I'm downgrading that. Stormbreaker. You gotta upgrade your weapons. Stormbreaker just to win this fight. Stormbreaker is the weapon of Beta Ray Bill. Do you know the Beta Ray Bill thing? He's like not this, familiar now. He's a Thor he's basically Thor with a horse head. Great. <laughs> he's an alien with a horse head who is Thor because he's been chosen he got chosen by Mjolnir to in a in a spot. Okay. And then became Thor. And then after he gave up Mjolnir back to Thor, they gave him Stormbreaker. All right. So I'm hoping for a Beta Ray Bill movie. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But you know what? You might get a Netflix show. Maybe. Well, I guess a Disney streaming show. Right. A Disney streaming show. I got Thor going through here. Okay. All right. Now I've got Thor Black Panther. No, you have Iron Man Black Panther. Oh, I have Iron Man. Oh, sorry. sorry. So unless Black nice. Panther beats Iron Man, you've nope, already tipped your hand. I did. I tipped my hand. Dang it. Yeah, I have, I have Black Panther beating Iron Man. How does Black Panther beat Iron Man? Are you saying that he just can accept, all, he can absorb all the energy? It's that... absorb. It's that, it, that suit is OP. They wrote it as, <laughs> they wrote it as too powerful. It, he can take in all that energy and give it all back. Okay. I'll Plus, buy it. I'll buy that. I don't have I a strong don't... case either way here. Yeah. It could have gone either way. And then, you know. Tony has to quip a little bit. All right. So now uh, you have Thor Black Panther. Yeah. Well, Groot. Thor beats Groot. Oh, sorry. Yes. Thor turns him into matchsticks in like a in yeah, two seconds. Yeah, that's not much of a fight. And then I've got Thor Black Panther with Thor going into the finals. Well, so I had a similar bracket, um, but I have Captain Marvel over Thor, so I have Captain Marvel besting Black Panther for the final. All right. Yeah, that two three, that two three down there was a was the tough one. Yeah. All right. So we have Thor into the finals on that. All right. Um, in the other side of the bracket, um, one sixteen, uh, Captain America versus Winter Soldier. Oh. I feel like we have a body of work here. And I have two cap. <laughs> <laughs> the eight eight Killmonger, nine Ant Man, five Loki versus twelve Quicksilver, four Doctor Strange versus thirteen Scarlet Witch, three Star Lord versus fourteen Shuri. Um. This is a good one. Six, six Black Widow versus eleven Nick Fury. You could, you might argue the seedings there. Three, the three seed Hulk versus fourteen Vision, and Spider Man, the number two seed on this side of the thing uh, bracket versus fifteen War Machine. Start at the top. Cap Winter Soldier. Well, I've already stated my pick. <laughs> Cap. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Yeah, although although Bucky's arm is awesome. I love the. I love the I love the arm. It's cool looking. That's what I'm but, saying. But again, we've seen this fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bucky whoops his ass in the street in Unexpected. Winter Soldier. He wasn't ready. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, Killmonger, Ant Man in the eight nine. Uh, I, I I I paused with this one for a minute, but then Killmonger's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I you could if you argued. If he was Black Panther powered Killmonger, he would just be he would just do what Black Panther did on the other side of the thing. But yeah, but can't Ant Man just get all big and then just step on him? Yeah, 
Well, he could. I mean, I think Killmonger being a high-level soldier and Ant-Man being Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had Killmonger going through. Interesting. All right. Well, I chose Ant-Man. All right. We'll have to. We'll, we'll get back to that one. All right. Uh, Loki Quicksilver. Uh, for me, it's Loki. Yeah. Well, um, he is. Just, he is. A, he is a god. He he has better powers. It's just that simple. I mean, Quicksilver can do cool stuff, but it seems like Loki could easily sort of just thwart. He's magic, so it doesn't doesn't matter how fast you're moving. That's true. Um, I meant X Men Quicksilver. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Quicksilver getting representation all over the place. Anyway, I did mean Marvel Quicksilver, obviously. Um, X Men is Marvel. What are you talking about? Well, they are now. The uh, <laughs> well movie. Doctor Strange, number four, Scarlet Witch in a magic battle. Well, I mean, I think what's, I've hold got... on. What's the difference, though? Like, Marvel Quicksilver is still just fast, right? He doesn't have other no, they're powers. just fast. They're, okay. <laughs> just, they're just played by two different actors. Right. No, we have uh, one is kick ass, and the other one is uh, what's his face? Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Um, the son of Magneto. They're both the son of Magneto. Right on. Whatever. Uh, all right. In our magic battle, Scarlet Witch getting woefully under here simply because I tried to put together a magic battle in the first round. Uh, Doctor Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme versus Scarlet Witch. I think it's the witch, man. You got the witch? I think so. I mean, in a, in a straight fight, I mean, I guess Doctor Strange can, like, travel through time. Yeah. I just think Wanda's powers are untapped, and she's super <laughs> duper powerful in the comics. She she destroys all the Avengers in the comics at right. one point. Yeah, like she's Avengers, Avengers like the Avengers disassembled this all because of Wanda. Anyway, I mean, I I could I could understand why you'd be, you know, choosing Stephen Strange here, just because clearly he's the, he, I mean. He's, He's also my dentist. Stephen Strange? No, my doctor's name. My dentist is named Dr. Strange. That's fantastic. <laughs> is he aware? Yeah, oh, yes. He, he's got a big cardboard stand-up cutout of Dr. Strange in his in lobby. Oh, if I was a, if I was a dentist or a doctor of any kind, and my name was Dr. Strange, I'd wear a red cape with a huge <laughs> cowl on it. Everything else normal, but just a huge... <laughs> just wearing some khakis and like yeah. a button down and then this big giant cowl red yeah. cape. It's just your lab coat. It's got your name tag on it. <laughs> Dr. Strange. I think, I think maybe that would be bad for business. So did you um, pick Doc Strange to go through I that? did. Okay. And, and you know, it's a bracket buster. If I if I don't go through with Doctor Strange, but fair enough, I understand. I understand your perspective on on Scarlet Witch. Um, three versus fourteen, Star Lord versus Shuri. I got Shuri in here. I like Shuri. She's plucky. I, th- I think that they have a similar skill set, and I think that Shuri is m- just a little cleaner. I, I, Peter Quill's got some issues. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I, I don't count on Star Lord coming through for me. Okay. <laughs> He don't, his he's got he's got he's got grittiness. He's too That's rakish. He's too he's too busy looking in the mirror. <laughs> okay, you're you're putting Shuri through. I am. Like you're giving her some Wakanda tech, and you're thinking she's she's gonna pull through on this Star Lord biz. All yeah, right. I mean, I think that Shuri could easily be an a, a Black Panther version of Iron Man if you if she put her mind to it. Guess what? Guess what? That's that's the Chris Villeneuve hot take of the day is sure it becomes Iron Man. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So I'm I'm sort of I'm leaning on Shuri's potential. 
a young a young black woman becoming Iron Man and carrying the and then carrying three movies. It's a done deal. I'd watch it. It's done and done. Believe me. All right. Uh, in the shield battle, six Black Widow versus eleven Nick Fury. Nick Fury probably getting woefully underseated here. Is he though? I mean, is it current Nick Fury or like cool like, like fighter Nick Fury? Nick Fury? Like Nick Fury? Is he? Nick Fury's not showing you all his cards ever. He's, He's... washed. <laughs> <laughs> you think? You think? Nata- you think Natasha whoops his ass? I think she's gonna just slip him some poison two hours before they have to fight. He's not even gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> then beats his ass. Yeah. All right. Black Widow then. Hulk Vision. Ooh, this is a good one. All right, so I've got an upset pick here. Really? You've got Vision yeah. going in over the Hulk? I do, and there's a couple of reasons for it. One, I know that people hate on Vision because he like took an ass whipping in. Uh, by Thanos. Yeah, he just gets worked the whole time though by the children of Thanos, like all that stuff. He, yeah. He's just getting his ass kicked the whole. He's moment. not on his best, but you, in when he distracted was, by love. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what screws you up. Yeah, you can't nut before you fight. And you have no energy. <laughs> Ask any boxer. Ask any android who's just had sex with a witch, and you'll know <laughs> that that perhaps it, it affects him. But that being said, he's awesome in Age of Ultron. I mean, he's he's absolutely mowing down many Ultrons. By the the hundreds. Well, my logic here was that he can just phase until Hulk gets tired. Like, he just does not let him hit him. Yeah, and the Hulk gets bored. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll take that. That's a big upset. The 14 yeah. over the 3. And then Spider-Man handles War Machine. I agree. And In I think mostly because War Machine's rocking a 10-year-old suit. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Is he getting the upgrades? Is he getting the nanotite? Uh, you know what? Nan- that's the thing. Upgrades? Yeah. Right. Tony keeps giving himself like the Mark Forty Three suit, and War Machine's just War. Machine. Rhodey's rolling around in the Mark Three with a <laughs> with a minigun on his back. Spider Man's <laughs> just gonna shoot a bunch of webs on him and gum him up. It's over. Yeah, and plus, Spider Man has a, a, a Stark suit. He does. I mean, That's the true. Iron Spider, the Iron Spider suit's pretty badass. I'm totally it is, down it with it. All right. Okay. Now here we go. Well, let's race through the rest of it. Um, you have um, we had Cap and. Ant-Man? Or do we... I had Captain Ant-Man. You had Captain America. All right, America. I'll just I'll call it Ant-Man because it's Captain America going through anyway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Loki. I had Loki, Doctor Strange. I have Doctor Strange going through over Loki. Okay, well, I had Loki, Scarlet Witch, and I had the Witch. Okay. And then you have Shuri, Black Widow. Yes. What do you like? What do you got there? I'm sticking with my Shuri pick on the really? uh, the same principles from the you first got round. Shuri, you got Shuri going deep here. Natasha is just a person. She's gonna beat Nick Fury's ass. Practicing, but, she's... but she's practicing shooting targets with her guns before she fights Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see how good she is at shooting those targets with those pistols? Sherry's not gonna be distracted by the Scarlett Johansson cleavage show. <laughs> she's busy. She's down to business. All right. Uh, Vision Spider Man. Uh, I have Vision again here. I've got Vision going through on Spider Man. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Cap, Doctor Strange. I have Doctor Strange going. So again, I have Cap, Scarlet Witch, and I have I have Scarlet Witch. Okay. Uh, Shuri, Vision, Vision. Vision. Oh, Doctor Strange, Vision. I have Scarlet Witch, Vision, and I. But they just end up making out if it's if it's (laughs) if it's if it's it's Scarlet Witch, Vision, and then you get some android android witch. 
But if Love it's a it. fight, then yeah, see, Wanda's gonna tra- track him. She's gonna tra- or trick him. She's gonna she's gonna bring him <laughs> in and then zap zaps him in the back of the head with the electric. Uh, all right, so I got Doctor Strange going in over Vision. Okay, and you have Scarlet Witch going in over Vision versus Thor. Thor. So you have Doctor Strange versus Thor. Thor rocks the house here. Okay, and I've got Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel, and I choose Captain Marvel. Really? There you go. So really, not that much different. Just a You're little bit really down the Final different. Four. Yeah. Similar principles. Right. Well, well done a, here. This was a well-built bracket. Well, thank you. Thank we agreed you. far too frequently, though. I worked. I worked very hard on. It. I did sort of load it in a. I think I. I might be able to be more clever about it. Oh, we'll try. <laughs> we'll do. Uh, maybe down the road, we'll do something. Something else, and uh, I'll be more clever about it. But a, tes- a testament to your your bracket construction that we didn't have any like really that like deep arguments because we didn't. Frankly, you seeded it correctly. So if you seed it correctly. We really shouldn't have that many arguments. Yeah, you get the top. I've, here's the thing: if you get the top seeds right and you start filling them in, like some people do, get woefully underseeded just because you you're trying to get a matchup. Sure, but it's hard. I would say only my only real beef was the Scarlet Witch seeding, obviously, since I had her going into the final. Yeah, well, she she then then she gets beat by the God of Thunder, who comes out of the two seed. And Iron Man is a one seed. I don't know if that should have been the way, but it is what it is. All right, thanks for playing that game. That was fun. I agree. That was good. So for our final segment tonight, we're going to talk about the master's dinner menu. Um, you sent it over to me, uh, Pat Reed, last year's champion. Uh, actually, before we get into this, I'll link to this at some point, but the photo they use of the header. <laughs> of, of Charles, Charles Schwartz Schwartzel. like cooking these awful looking burgers. I mean, they're oh just, God, he's just ruining, he's just ruining these gross hamburgers. What I, I don't even know what's going There's on in that picture. Pieces of raw meat all over the place. <laughs> I would like this is I would if, if this was me I mean I this is probably real and I mean maybe Charles is a terrible cook but damn I think I would have been like oh you want to take pictures of me by the barbecue why don't you bring out some of those fresh ribeyes from the kitchen and put them on this grill for me to stand next to seriously it's so bad all right but Masters champion right. uh, and man whose game is in no kind of form Patrick Reed has chosen a Caesar salad or wedge um, with the main dish as a prime bone-in ribeye with or mountain trout option, mac and cheese, cream corn, spinach, broccoli, and then dessert, tiramisu, vanilla bean, cream brulee, creme brulee, uh, and then chocolate crunch and praline cheesecake. And, and to me, this is a classic steakhouse dinner. This is this is not spectacular, but a solid offering. It's not spectacular. This is like the thing I go eat when I go out. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's solid. It's not. It's not particularly inspired. Are you really trying to knock people's socks off at the Masters dinner? No, but but. Some people have done other interesting things. So, so first of all, you get you get points off Bubba Watson for so serving the right. same dinner twice. And it's not Bubba Watson either. 2015. Watson served the same menu he did in 2013, which was grilled chicken with green beans, potatoes, corn, which macaroni, is, and cheese. Really? And he did it twice. Yeah, that's, that, that's you talk poor. about basic. That solid is and spectacular. That is poor. Now, if we go back in time, Fred Couples 1993 Chicken Cacciatore. Do we even do you even know what Chicken Cacciatore is? <laughs> Have they? No. Seen, all I know it is all I know ca- Chicken Cacciatore is from that Billy Joel song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I've never, just, have I ever eaten chicken cacciatore? It's like some sort of braised chicken with like, it's like just an Italian, Italian style chicken with like, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's chicken with marinara on the top. <laughs> <laughs> I then, mean, you, you like put a little, it doesn't have breading, but it's like lightly, like there's, there's some sort of a coating. I don't know. 
It's, it's like, weird. It's, it's weird. Shitty, pa- shitty chicken parm. <laughs> right. But see, like, so if we go back to the early days here, Bernhard Langer s- served a German dish. Yeah. Sandy Lyle served haggis, which I got to imagine. What they, an asshole. What, a, <laughs> what an I, asshole. I, we understand you're from Scotland. Don't serve haggis. Good Lord. Just serve like a rack of lamb or something. And so for people who get cultural things like Jose Maria Olathabos, serve paella. I mean, that I get. The VJ Singh menu from t- 2001 looked really good to me. Uh, again, a lot of Indian flair to it. But then you get Tiger Woods, 1998. So he's a kid. He's the kid at the 22, at, at I think. Time. Well, yeah. If that wins old. by a million, like wins by 12 strokes, right? Yes, in 97. Yeah. Right. So his first, his first, that was his first major as a professional. Um, cheeseburgers, chicken sandwich, French fries, milkshakes. <laughs> so all I can think about is the the, the stain Ian Woosnam put on the Masters Championship dinner when Tiger <laughs> won the Masters when Ian decided to be a super duper racist and ask if they were going to have fried chicken and collard greens. Oh, no, that was Fuzzy Zeller. Oh, that's what I meant. Oh, hey, well, sorry, Ian. Fuzzy Zeller. <laughs> not to say he's not a racist asshole. <laughs> I mean, most likely. Uh, sorry, I actually, you know, it's funny that I said that because I literally have always confused those two guys. I can see that. Um, and it's because just they were two old short fat white dudes that played around the same time and i didn't care about them <laughs> yeah 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 but uh, yeah tiger uh, i like i like this it change it up right although you know faldo did fish and chips which english obviously right um and the other thing i noticed in this story is i really enjoyed the anecdote about how it got started mostly because i just wanted to read the letter that ben hogan sent to uh the champions um to, to arrange the dinner because he, he, he calls it a stag dinner. So he says, I wish to invite you to attend a stag dinner at the Augusta national on Friday evening, uh, April 4th at 17, 7, 15 PM. It's my wish to invite all the masters champions who are going to be here. Plus Bob Jones and Cliff Roberts. The latter has agreed to make available his room for the dinner party. And I hope you can be on hand promptly at 7, 15 PM. My only stipulation is that you wear your green coat. Cordially yours, Ben Hogan. And I'll tell you what, I miss letter writing just for stuff like this because it's so sort of weird uh-huh. and formal, but in an informal way. Yeah. No, it's Can you nice. imagine getting an email like this? Like, yeah. What the fuck's like... matter? <laughs> <laughs> Did your grandpa write this it, fucking You want email? us to come to dinner? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Hey, come over, eat. Peace. Ben Hogan. Be ho. That's how it was back in the day. You had to put on airs. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, and believe me, it's. Augusta National, like they're definitely they're going to be the if there's a place where they'll be putting on airs till the end, the bitter end, it'll be there. So they still send those letters out to people who get invited. You know, you have been cordially invited. They do it for the drive chip and putt people. They do it for the the Augusta women's uh, you know amateur. They think you get a letter in the mail. That's cool. It's the uh, it's cool stationery that shows up as an invitation is it's still cool. Even yeah. if it doesn't carry the same weight it once did, it, it it's it's still aesthetically pleasing. Anything else on here uh, strike you as uh, I like the Mike Weir Elk Wild Boar Arctic Char Canadian Beer <laughs> offering. I like when he served Molson. Did what did he bring? <laughs> Labatt's? probably right. <laughs> and we kokanee in the bottle on ice. <laughs> I don't know. That's a thing I've, I think I've uh, I think I've shot my wad there on the uh, Canadian I like, beer. That's a... <laughs> I like the dudes that you know bring their their flavor to it. Like 
Immelman, South African, brought like a, a weird South African version of like a, a, a shepherd's pie. It's like a, it's called a bobo tea, I think. Like spiced minced meat pie with an egg topping. We talked Whoa. about how the egg can only improve the, 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 right? the, the meats. Yeah. And some chicken skewers. Then I like that Angel Cabrera did the the Argentinian barbecue. Yeah. For like sure. South American barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Bring out the, get the guys out here with the, the slabs to cut me some, some fresh, uh, I don't know, fresh slices of meat off that right. stick. There's nothing quite like that. <laughs> if I told you sweetbreads, you know what sweetbreads are without reading it? Have you already read it? Like what it actually is? Yeah. I, I mean, isn't it just rolls that have some sugar in them? I don't know. <laughs> sweetbreads, like the, the grilling kind of sweetbreads. When they say, we're serving, we're grilling sweetbreads. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's a thymus gland. Excuse me? It's the thymus gland of the, of the, of the cow. Oh, uh, the, uh, the gizzards. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I have a friend, I have a friend who, uh, who does tri-tips and tri-tip steak and sweetbreads as that's whenever he has a barbecue. That's what he, that's what they make. Why are they called sweetbreads? Do you know? Cause no one wants to eat thymus gland. <laughs> so they, they trick people by t- calling it, by calling it sweetbreads. Oh, sweetbreads. That sounds nice. Oh, this is delicious. What is it? It's a, it's a gland. I don't even know what it does. We just pulled it out of a cow and you know, whatever marinated it. it. It was totally fine. Interesting. The, they're either typically they're either pan fried or grilled, which gives the meat a crisp bite that yields to a silky center. Yeah. The yeah, flavor it's got like is a, a little minerally and a little earthy. <laughs> If they're good. I really, I really, I always look forward to getting invited over for this barbecue so I can have sweetbreads. The that sounds um, pretty good. Mollejas. Do you think they? Do you think at the the masters, like if you only ever won one, you have to sit like at the kiddie table, <laughs> like like Willett and Immelman and Mike Weir and Schwartzel all have to sit like one end of the table, and if you've got two or more, you get to sit like at the like with Jack Nicholas and Tiger and you know multiple the multiples i always feel like the jacket should have some indicator like in the you know, <laughs> world cup jersey has the stars over the crest like uh no like like stripes on the bottom of the like stripes on the bottom of the sleeves yeah i was actually like thinking on the collar like star trek like the little dots oh yeah, yeah. On the lapel that'd be pretty that see that's uh, like yeah you might actually but, wear that jacket but it had some but, nice accoutrement you're part of a there. club part of a club I think that I don't know. I still think they. I still think the singletons get to sit at the end of the table. I'm endlessly, um, like, fascinated by the idea of the seating arrangement here. <laughs> but what if you're like, what if you, what if you won only one major, and it was this one? Like Jordan Spieth has won one Masters, but he's also won two other majors. So he like that's got to be a better seat. You get a better seat for that, right? They probably just sit you with your friends, right? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm gonna sit these guys, like Jack and Tiger, sit together on the end that that end of the table, and then as they next to Bubba Watson, and then as they winning you down. Well, Bubba Watson's won two majors. They were both they were both these, so that helps. No, no, but who has to sit next to him? I don't want to sit next to Bubba Watson for dinner. (laughs) Two masters, and then the tiebreakers are other majors. He's gonna hook those sweetbreads right onto my plate. He has to sit next to Phil Mickelson because Phil Mickelson won twice. I have so the insufferable bags down at the end by each other. Right, right. Faldo won. Did he won one or two? 
Uh, only one, one that I'm aware of in the 90s, the but yeah. Yeah, just the one. Yeah, so no, yeah. He, so well, no, we, no, 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 no. Faldo won the Masters more than once, but like he went back to back in the late 80s, right? Did no, no, win, no, like, no. 80, no, Bernhard Langer won twice. Uh, Faldo mm, won just the one time. No, he won the no. one time on this list, but he he won no, back he to won back twice. In, it he wasn't won back three to back. Times. No, I, I promise you. This is a thing because I was a big Faldo fan when I was a kid. I promise. Well, Faldo, that. Faldo benefited from the Norman meltdown. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm an English golfer aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're an Anglo Anglo golfophile. When it comes to golfers, yeah. Uh, yeah, I he won three times. Three. He's a three time okay. winner. So yeah. He, and two. And, and then tell me, it's not back to back. Uh, yeah, eighty nine, ninety. You got okay, it. Okay, all right. Good yeah. for you. Ten year old ties know, knows what he's talking about. <laughs> All right, fine, All right. fine. But yes, yeah, so yeah, he doesn't have to sit next to Bubba Watson. So good for him. No, but then someone Faldo. has to. But then someone has to sit next to Faldo. I want to sit next to Faldo. He's gonna tell me all kinds of shit about everybody else. <laughs> he's gonna talk a bunch of bullshit. Ply him with some scotch. God, he's terrible on television. I'm sorry. What? Oh, oh my god. Uh, for a different time. We'll have I to. We'll I have disagree. To... I love Sir Nick. He's. Oh, I'm good with it. He's worthless. On television. <laughs> wow. He does. He doesn't say any. He doesn't say anything. He says he he uses he says a lot of words, but he does, none of them mean anything. I have learned like Faldo's commentary during tournaments has like taught me more about the short game than any lesson I've ever taken. Yeah. So you can hate on it if you want, but he's I'm helped me personally. It. So I ride with Nick. <laughs> All right. He's well, not, it's he's time not, to hit. He's not. He's not fit to pour Ken Venturi's ice water. Oh, get out of here! All right. Well, with that. <laughs> we're gonna go to i guess the overtime we caught the the sudden death playoff and that means now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh ready ready <laughs> dad jokes of the week woo all right ready to go here here we go woo. i always forget to leave room for the woo <laughs> all right so uh a lot of just kind of statements here so we're gonna work through these all right so that cowboy is a lot of laughs he's always horsing around when do not <laughs> your face. <laughs> when do astronauts eat? Launch time. That's right. Ah, See, I think it. you gotta set that up even more obviously. Like when do astronauts take their midday meal? <laughs> you can't keep secrets in a bank. There are too many tellers. <laughs> what do you get if you cross a sorceress? with a millionaire uh i don't know a very witch person <laughs> is that a is that insulting to people with speech impediments <laughs> like daffy duck <laughs> no who has the oh elmer fudd is what i meant wow the very very witch person that sucks getting old <laughs> <laughs> this was my favorite of the week Never play games. Okay, so this is misstated. This one is mis. I'm not going to read it the way it's written because right, the way you're... it's written is stupid and doesn't okay. make any sense. Got it. Never play games in the savannah. There are too many cheetahs. <laughs> it says jungle on the card, and uh, that's just that doesn't idiotic. Work. That doesn't work. Penguins don't live in the North Pole. They they don't live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dad joke. Dad yeah, dad yeah. Joke original material the, of the week. Yeah. All right. Um, actually, okay. Here's here's one that I heard I thought was funny. So this is not the original piece. Okay. This is this one is. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? 
I don't know. Well, one's really heavy, the other's a little lighter. <laughs> Which I thought was good. That's, a, that's well structured. That is that one really is. I rewrote that one. Good. Um, good let's see. Um, original one. Oh, I used to be in a band called The Prevention. We were way better than The Cure. <laughs> do, do you like that? Yeah. Uh, maybe like the vaccination. <laughs> the inoculation. The prevention. You know, because you know, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. I don't know. Sure. So. I like anyway. it. I like it either way. That was because the cure was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ah. Oh, God. Did you see the clip of no. Robert Smith? No. So the, there was just I'm a- afraid of Robert Smith. I was afraid of Robert. Young Robert Smith was fine. He had the, you know, the Edward Scissorhands stole his hair. And then there was the swipe of lipstick and he was depressed. And when he's 25, that's kind of cool. But 55-year-old Robert Smith scares the shit out of me because he still has the same hair. It is the same hair. But he's like 50 pounds heavier. And if he shows up with that swipe of lipstick, I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably run screaming from the room. I can't, I can't deal. So there was a moment <laughs> on the Hall of, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I guess red carpet, uh, where the very exuberant entertainment reporter... Um, like oh god oh, really? we have the cure all right oh robert smith uh uh you're getting inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame are you are you as excited about this as i am and he kind of looks at her and he goes by the look of it no <laughs> <laughs> or by the sound of it no Either the guy's way, been no. clinical the guy's made a, a career of being clinically depressed it was great it was you cannot great, you cannot send the bubbly you cannot send the bubbly you know red carpet reporter to interview robert smith this is just a that's just a failure on so many levels from the production standpoint so it it, you know it's just one of those things where she's going to do what she's going to do and i guess i read a little more about it she's like a big fan she was actually genuinely excited and she laughed and it sort of became a funny moment she didn't like take it badly or anything but it was just pure perfect robert smith keeping it real the way we expect him to and i enjoyed it i've never fully bought off on his pain Like, I think it was cool. I think it was cool to do it. But nobody who's, like, really that sad and depressed makes it to 55 years old. (laughs) That is a morbid (laughs) thought. (laughs) I mean, really. I mean, mean, he's got... uh, He seems he probably has a fine life. You know? He's made money. He's famous. You know, there's not a lot of pressure being the cure, I imagine. You know? Seems like there'd be a lot of pressure to be the cure. You have to cure things. It's difficult. I don't know. I I love their music, so that I'm going to put that. I'm going to say that much. But I think I think it's all been an artful dodge for the most part. I think he I think he found a way to. I think he found something that worked for him, and uh, and and he ran with it brilliantly. But it's mostly see. I feel like it's a little style over substance. I'm aggressively indifferent to the cure. I don't yeah. dislike it or anything. But hey, but that's our show for the week. Our thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod. Please know we appreciate tremendously the time you choose to spend with us. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review on the spots. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next time to smear lipstick all over our faces and look happy doing it. But until then, peace! peace.